0: Hey moms, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. We are so glad to be back with you in this season of Mind Your Motherhood. And last episode, um, Rebecca, you did such a great job talking about the waiting season. And I have been blown away by the response from women who needed to hear it or were so thankful we shared it. And so anyway, just wanted to say, well done. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for leaning in there. It's the Holy Spirit. Moms, Mm. I don't know if y'all know, but you know, as Kate and I think through episodes and content, we are asking God all the time, speak to us, tell us what you want to say to your daughters. Uh And that was just something that directly came from the Holy Spirit. Seeing the response just affirms Uh that we're listening to the Holy Spirit and that we want to be sharing things with you guys that you need to hear that encourage you. Yeah. So as we walk through Mind Your Motherhood, we're talking about the seasons that we go through as moms. And, you know, so we start off talking about then the first season is that that pregnancy season after the waiting season. Um, But I do feel weird segueing into this today because of. All the pain and emotions that are conjured up from the last episode, like it feels weird then to talk about pregnancy and share pregnancy stories. But I had to remind myself, like even as I was preparing for this, that just like we said in the last episode, you know, you share your pregnancy news with your friend, like don't keep it from them. And so we have to faithfully follow that advice and, you know, not shy away from Talking about pregnancy and Yes. Yes. And having babies and that's stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Cause I mean, that's what God does. That's right. He puts a little baby in there. Yeah. If he does. And if he doesn't, he has another plan. That's why I feel like that's what is weird though, Rebecca, is I feel like it's like, <laughs> it's it's muddy waters to walk through and not, you know, I feel like I'm hyper aware right now of the sensitivity of the topic. <laughs> and so just try to just faithfully take the next step. Well, and we just call it what it is. This yes. is just, you know, we have to step into that next phase and yeah. so we're going to do it and here we go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about pregnancy. I think it's so funny. You and I have been doing this podcast, um, we started in 2020 around this time of year. And we have not talked much about being pregnant because we're not. Ma'am, being pregnant, giving birth, and having newborns, like we have not, of all the things we've talked about in 122 episodes, this is not something we have stopped down on yet. Isn't that kind of weird? And we have a mom's podcast. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. We just haven't. So I thought it would be fun to talk about, first of all, being pregnant. Did you like being pregnant? Uh, kind of. I'm not one of those, I love being pregnant yeah. women. Yeah. And I was very bitter towards them because they were like, I felt the best when I was pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, what? I know. I am so happy for you if you have had that experience, but you know. But I did not have the terrible sickness that other people had. Yeah. So I feel like I, I got the middle. I was the middle. I was on the middle road. Well, and I was on the terrible sickness, but I didn't have hyperemesis, like where you have to get hi- hospitalized. Uh, it, you know it, what that is. I do not. You always use these words. Ma'am, that's just a Hyperemesis. Okay. It's where people get so sick. They cannot stop throwing up. Nobody knows that word. They, okay. Y'all come for her in the comments. Nobody knows that word. They do. So I would throw up seven to 10 times a day, you know, and, and my doctor would always, the, I think the marker was if you hadn't kept anything down for 36 hours and. Sounds miserable. Yeah. But like I wouldn't kind of know, okay, well I kept something down. Like I knew I just didn't want to have to be hospitalized. Yeah. You know, but it was, was I don't know. Like someone takes care of you and brings you feels and you have an IV and you don't have to get up and go to the bathroom because you have one of those catheters. I mean, that kind of sounds nice. Yes. But also- You can watch TV all day. Oh, ma'am. But also you're so, if you have to get hospitalized, you're so sick and dehydrated and you feel terrible. Like the nausea is what just- What did women in the Bible do? Like what? They, they didn't have any of that stuff. No, I don't even know. Because I would not have made it without my anti-nausea, and you know I tried everything. I had some like it was like similar to a vape pen, honestly. It, was, it wasn't, but it had some essential oil mix in it. And I was like, last on the last episode. You talked about tea tree oil on a wash rag or something. <laughs> Kate always knows all these little tricks of the trade. Come on. I had some lollipops. I mean, I tried everything to no avail, really. It was, but those babies would come out and within 30 minutes or so, I was like, oh. You felt different? Yes. Like it just releases this like nausea you've been dealing with. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. It was pretty bad. So anyway, I, my pregnancies were tough, but I didn't really get varicose veins. Did you get varicose veins? I know some girls get People those. get, what, veins, what? Yes, you know about this. That's what you get when you're like 80. No, girl, not when you're pregnant. It. Okay. <laughs> we don't have those in the bubble, Kate. <gasps> oh we don't. Oh my gosh, so many girls get them. What? So, okay. This is a common thing? Yes. Stretch marks? Okay, I know about those. Did you get stretch marks? With my, I think my last. Okay, Yeah. That wasn't something I had a lot of either, um, but I did, like, have back pain and stuff. Well, yeah. oh Yeah. All and the things. Baby, night, sitting on that sciatica. Sin. Yeah. Little nerves pinching here and there. Did you sleep with a body pillow or, like, a... No. Those were popular by the time Caroline came around. Yeah, I didn't have a baby then, so... And just I... just suffered. We well, just suffered. I mean, I... It, uh, kind of it was good but also like when you have if you're going to roll over forget it it is a whole earthquake happening in your bed cuz you have to like ramp your body up to try and cuz you've got this pillow between your legs up around your shoulder can you imagine like all the new things with mattresses now where they have these king beds and it's like two different mattresses yeah. and they go up and down uh-huh. you know to like lift your legs or lift your head can you imagine if we had had that because The the old school mattresses we had, if anybody moved, you felt it. Oh, yeah. But now a husband could literally sleep through the night without even knowing that his wife was rolling over. Yes. It's amazing. Well, and hilariously, it's like every husband grows to be resentful of those pillows. You know, they're like, get it out (laughs) of the bed. Except for the Greg Bradford who sleeps with his own four That's pillows right. That's with right. the wall between us yes. at night. I so love him. Listen, I'm going buy him one for Christmas and be like, since I never had one of these, yeah, I'm going to get you one. Yeah. Okay. Early Christmas. Um, so, but then what I really wanted to camp out on was talking to you about your birth story. And we already had a little conversation pre-recording Because I, you guys, before we go to record, I'll text her and be like, hey, we're going to talk about this. Like, think about it. Like, let your memory trigger because I know as soon as I sit down and press record, her mind's going to go blank and she's not going to remember anything about giving birth. I don't have good memories of my life. I don't know what happens in them. But sis, like, you don't remember giving birth to Jake? I remember what I wanted for my birth story. But it didn't happen, so now I'm just like I don't need to remember the actual one because it didn't work out the way I wanted. <sighs> okay, but you had a vaginal birth, yes. And <laughs> what is a word <laughs> <laughs> that makes you uncomfortable? It does. So uncomfortable! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Did oh, he come out funny. of your hole, or did they have to cut him out? <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> What's you to say? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. It just makes me uncomfortable. Okay, yes. I did. I pushed him out. Okay, and was it easy? No, it took a long time. And I think I pushed for like two hours. And it was not super fun because you're like sweating and nauseous and everything hurts. And... Greg and my mom were in the room, and they're tired, and you're tired. Did and you have the an nurse, epidural? An epidural. Okay. The nurse is tired. Everybody's tired. Yeah. We're like, how are we going to get this baby out? Did he come? Did you have to get induced? Yeah, I did have to get induced. Uh, okay. And I always, like, this is what I didn't know before I had babies, is that the doctor just comes in at the end. Oh, right. I mean, I just thought she was going to be with me yes. the whole time. Yeah. But no, it's like right when they see the little head coming Uh out, then they like make the phone call and here Uh comes the doctor and they're just there to catch. Yeah. Like I paid you a lot of money. Oh, right. I feel like you should be here for the whole experience. Yeah. I did not know that. Or where's the tip jar for the nurse? Because she's the one who (gasps) she's the one that you want to be best friends with. You're like, will you come to Christmas dinner? Because I feel like we've just been through something traumatic. Yes. 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 But I didn't know that. I didn't know the doctor just came in at the end. But you had big babies. I did, but, I mean, now that I think about it, they're not that big. Jake was 7'15", Judd oh. was 8'8". Okay, Judd was a big baby. But now I hear people having 10-pound babies. <gasps> 8'8's nothing compared Come to a 10-pound on. baby. Can you imagine? I'm going to say it, prepare, clench your cheeks. Did <laughs> no. you imagine having a V-birth no. v with a 10-pound? No. Those, like, I'm going to ask God when I get to heaven. Like, what was that like, creating that God? Like, how did you think about making a woman's body contortion in such a way that contortion, she could she says. push a 10-pound baby out? Yeah. No, can't imagine. Mine were all 7-pounders, and that was plenty. But then you don't know. I mean, you were right there in the midst of it having an epidural. Or even if you don't have an epidural, you're just like, getting, let's get it out. So. But I think I would know if I had ten a 10-pound baby. That's basically a three-month-old. Okay, that would be funny if we could, like, go to a labor and delivery ward and, like, go into every room after the woman has a baby, and before they weigh it, say, what do you think? Did you know that you had a 10-pound baby? And see if the woman actually knew that she had a 10-pound baby. Ma'am, they tell you that in your doctor's appointments. They don't know. The They're guessing. They are guessing. They are, it's like the weatherman. Yeah. The weatherman and the sono girl, y'all are both just <laughs> guessing it up in here. What's going to happen? Nobody knows. I, I'm because so sorry. When the seven pound baby she said comes out ten pounds, they just go, oh, sorry. <laughs> and when the weather guy says it's going to rain and it doesn't, he just goes, oh, sorry.
1: I'm Everybody's so just sorry, sorry
0: to the sonogram um, tech who is listening to this, who went to school for this. <laughs> It's her livelihood. Okay, listen, that's a good job, though. If one of my yeah. kids wants to be a sonotech, that's a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I remember vividly <laughs> my story. <laughs> um, I was 25 years old. Oh I was teaching high school. And um, I, two weeks before Caleb's due date, I was teaching school and I started having pains. And so I went in to, I made an appointment to go see the, my doctor to get checked. And they were like, no, these are Braxton Hicks. You know, this could go on all the way up until delivery. You know, he's not due for two more weeks. And I was like, oh, what a bummer. If I have to endure this for two weeks, because it was a lot. But that night I went home and I remember like I can see myself with my knees, almost like in like, if you were like praying on the side of your bed, you're like, Bedtime prayers. You know, pictures of people, like, kneel down next to their bed with their elbows on the mattress? Yes. That's how I was that whole night. I was in so much pain. I was just sitting there, like, rocking or, like, trying to lay my was head down. Jeremy was Jeremy sleeping? Oh, I'm, sure. I'm sure he was 100%. <laughs> so I was in pain all night and and really thinking, this is this is what we're doing for two weeks, <laughs> Kate said, I'm about to Google some tea tree oil. Oh. Come on. We have got to have a better solution than this. So that then that morning, I went to the bathroom and something happened, but I didn't know what it was. I'm not going to say it, Rebecca. You've already said the other word. You <laughs> might as well say it. This is the birth episode. <laughs> anyway, something came out in the toilet, but I didn't know what it really was fully. I'm not going to say. I don't like that term. I can oh, handle- Now we're picking terms? <laughs> Okay. Now we're picking terms. It's a medical term. So I went on to school and I was teaching high school students and I had everything set up for the sub for two weeks from that point, but I did not have everything ready for like two weeks early. So I am having pains all day and I can tell like they are getting stronger. Something is definitely happening and so I'm thinking I I need to go ahead and get ready for this substitute. Meanwhile, I have a classroom full of 16, 17, 18 year olds who're like, "Oh, Miss Henderson, what is <laughs> happening?" You know, if I had been in your class, I would have been like, <gasps> "I'm gonna deliver your baby." <laughs> One of my students said to me, "Your cheeks are so full, you look like a squirrel with like a mouthful of acorns." <laughs> Things not to say to a woman on the day she gives birth, for sure. But that's what happens when you have. High school students in the classroom. <laughs> so I'm trying to teach them, but also getting them busy on stuff so I can go make copies for a sub because my instinct is <laughs> back in the me, day of copy making. Oh, now yeah. it's on Canva. You would have been like, oh, check the Canva. <laughs> but you went, to, you went to the photocopier. And the downstairs copier was out. So I'm trekking it up the stairs to the upstairs. That was actually helping your labor. You know well, that, right? Okay. So I would be, I would go up a few stairs. I would grab the handrail and go one, 1,000, two, 1,000. What, I didn't know I was having contractions? Nobody is, like, seeing you in the hallway going, I feel like an older woman in that school, that's a teacher, should have been, like, honey. Okay, so that's exactly what happened. So then I go to lunch in the teacher's lounge, and I'm in there, and I don't feel like eating. And I'm in, basically, distress, but nobody, I don't know who to talk to in there. And this woman comes in, and she's a sub, and she goes hey, what's going on with you? I didn't really know her. And I said, I don't know. I've been having these pains, but I went yesterday and they said, it. I'm two weeks out. And she said, I've had 10 children. I know, right? What? So like, I've met the expert. Yeah, you have. She said, you're in labor. And I was like, really? Like, how do you know? You're excited. You're like, yes, you know more than the doctor does. Well, I didn't want to feel like an idiot and go back to the doctor again the next day and say I'm still and them say go home, ma'am. You have not dilated and them sticking them fingers up in there again and measuring. Like I didn't want to have to do all that. Listen, if she's had ten kids, I would have been like, can you just deliver it for me? I could save some money if we could just clear this teacher's lounge out and do it right here. You know, she knows what she's doing for sure, for sure. So that affirmation was what I needed. It really felt like a godsend. So I go back to my classroom and I called one of the teacher's aides and I was like, do you think you could cover my class for, I made it to seventh period. (laughs) And there was eight periods in a day. But my poor class, we laughed about this later on because during seventh period, I'm writing all these notes on the whiteboard for the next day to like line everybody out. So I'm writing all these notes and my kids said they would just hold their breath because I'm writing and I would just stop and count. And I'm not out loud, but I'm one, one thousand, two, one thousand. Like, and then I could start writing again once the contraction had passed. They are watching labor in action, so they are like scared to death that, <laughs> like, they're scared that water's going to fall out of me, <laughs> that a baby's going to fall out. Like, it's not exciting for them; they're terrified. Listen, and this is back in the day when there was no phone. So they nobody- had cell phones. This was not <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> Oh nobody gosh. can record you so that we can watch it on youtube okay. later thankfully thankfully we were not doing iphones yet that does date it because yeah yeah i have like the little like you tap the eight seven times to get to the yes. right letter yes <laughs> iphones were <laughs> immediately after caleb <laughs> so you're right <laughs> praise god that's so, God's You grace. ain't on youtube sorry yeah so this the teacher aid comes in and um, she's a sweet kind of older woman. She's like, oh my gosh, you need to get out of here. Like she's looking at me and I'm like, okay, so I get in my car and drive myself. And I you didn't call Jeremy and say, come get me. I call him on the way and I'm like, Hey, I'm pretty sure I'm in labor. I'm going to go to the doctor to get checked. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he comes to meet me there and they check me and they said, you're at a six. You have to get to the hospital immediately. So the doctor's office is not in the hospital. Now you got to still drive to the hospital. Yeah. My doctor was in the hospital. I know, but my doctor was in our town, and the hospital was, you know, we didn't have a local big hospital. We do now. So now you got to drive another 45 minutes to get to the hospital? Yeah, I mean, 30. You could have had that baby on the road. <laughs> so, we get, Jeremy and I get in the car. We drive to the house. Thankfully, I had a bad... Oh, it- Well, I had to get my bag. No, you don't. I did. The bag can come later. I didn't know. I'm a new first giving birth mom. We go to the house. We grab the bag. We get in the car. We're driving. Jeremy opens up the video camera like a legitimate. (laughs) Now the video comes out. It had one of those, what's the disc called? It's like that little... Di- that the little VHS. The little VHS. Yes. Yes. And he pops open the window, and he the video is of him driving down the road and videoing me calling everyone and telling them I'm on my way to the hospital. He is videoing himself, going, guys, I am <laughs> taking my wife to the hospital to have a baby. Look at me. Oh, my gosh. So we get there, and thankfully, the doctor's office had called ahead and said, she's coming. We get up to the desk, and they're not... No, there's no, I wanted to go through the door and there's a team. They're ready. They grab you. They put you in the wheelchair. They race you down the hall. Because that's how the doctor's office made it sound like they're ready for you. No. She said, you got to fill out a form. (laughs) Yes. We go into, you know, because it's a hospital. There's, they're not just birthing babies here. They have other things they're concerned about, which, okay. Where is Kate's concierge service? Oh, listen, y'all listening? (laughs) Y'all know, if Kate opened her own labor and delivery hospital, it would be the bougiest hospital in the world. Oh, I I would have another baby just so I could go there and have one there. We would be tracking you. As soon as you pulled up, we're like, we're ready for you, (laughs) ma'am. We know what drink you want. We know if you want crushed or cubed ice. Like, we have got you figured out. Silk sheets. Okay, let's go. So I go up to the counter and I'm like... I'm in labor, they called ahead, and I think I was too calm about it, because then she stayed too calm. Well, yeah, she's like, she looks fine. And we end up sitting in that lobby Mm -mm, mm -mm. for like 10 minutes, Mm -mm. waiting for... Do you have a clipboard? (laughs) Did they ask for your last period? (laughs) Did they want your insurance information? All of it, and I'm like, I... How do I explain to them, like... What if, if I pull up my if I pull down my pants right now and you see a baby's head? Would you move faster? Because now I'm surely at a seven. Like by this time, it's almost an hour since I was at the doctor's. Yes, office. and I it's it's pretty intense. It's getting pretty Listen, intense. You about to miss the epidural? Okay, so but by the time labor and delivery gets down there to collect me, then once I get on the floor, then they're moving fast. The anesthesiologist was ready as soon as I get in the room. He's ready. So thankfully, because I almost missed it. Yes. So he gives me the epidural, and uh, thankfully that started, because I was moving into whatever you call it, that next stage of labor. I'm not going to know. I don't know it. I don't understand how you know hypertosis. <laughs> Hyperemesis. I had a really good friend that had But it. you don't know <laughs> the next part of labor. It's like you're picking and choosing medical terms now. Now I want to know what it is. What's the next What's the next phase of labor? Oh, we, got, know. we got a nurse list then, y'all. Tell us, but you know, there's like active labor. Then there's like blubity blob. Anyway, whatever, where the baby starts like moving, actively moving down the chute. I won't say the b word. So can't you just see that little baby swimming? Yeah, let's go let's go towards light. Let's go go towards light. So the anesthesiologist hooks me up. They get me on the bed, and things slow down a little bit. But then over time, they've got they've got this pitocin going too. And so then things start revving back up, and man, I'm trying to remember all of the pieces to this. Okay, Bible women didn't have Pitocin either. Well, when they when when their labor stalled, they just had to. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the anesthesiologist comes back by to check, and I'm like, I'm feeling things again. And he said, Well, that's how we do it. We want you to be able to feel the contractions because it's about time to push. I'm like, rude. That's the time I don't (laughs) want to feel. So when we want you when to did feel. y'all decide that we were doing this? I Listen, never agreed to in this. in this hospital, this is how we do it. We want you to feel a little bit. Okay. Not in Kate's. Not in Kate's hospital. You don't got to feel there. So it start, it's time for me to start pushing. And the girl, the nurse is trying to get, this bed had like a part at the end that you had to take off. Mm-hmm. You put those stirrups up there. She can't get the, the thing off, the extension off the bed. So she's shaking the bed. Like, I feel like I'm laying on a paint mixer. Like, it's just like, like just shaking about, you know, or like a level 10 earthquake. And I look at Jeremy Henderson and I said, help her get that off the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, because I feel so sick and I'm in so much pain. She gets it off. Anyway, Caleb, he was out within like 10 pushes. It was pretty quick. By the time he came out. But let me tell you this. The very first time I pushed, after I pushed, it hurt so bad. I looked at Jeremy and I said, I can't do this. Like I really thought they're just going to have to cut me open because I I don't think I can do this. Because it hurt so bad? It hurt so bad. And he looked at the nurse, like his eyes. I don't think I've ever seen his eyes so big. He looked at the nurse and the nurse looked at him and then she looked at me and she said, you can do this and you have to do it. And the thing is, you're pushing in your face. So I was like, just so, I didn't know. That's why he had squirrel cheeks. Oh. <laughs> so she said, you have to push in your bottom. So once I got it down, then we, then we popped him out. All these things they don't tell you, there's actually like a trick to the pushing. Well, because they say it's like taking a bowel movement or something, but then it's like, I'm just scared to death about pooping. Were you scared about? Oh, no, these are, I don't, did not think those thoughts. This is what's supposed to happen now. I am free to do whatever I need to do in this room to get this baby out. And it's okay. I, for Jeremy's sake, for the sake of the nurses and the doctors in the room, I did not (laughs) want fecal matter involved (laughs) in what we were doing. Listen, this is why nurses are heroes. Because they see things that nobody else in the world sees. Yes. You do it, nurse. You are amazing. So there was, like, a little, like, a trainee, whatever they call him. They asked if she could be in the room while I delivered. And I was like, sure, whatever. And after Caleb is born, you know, I'm overwhelmed. They hand him to me. And I just was in such a daze. And I looked at Jeremy and I said, this one's mine. Because I had all, held all these other people's babies, yes, you know. And yes. it was like, this one's mine. And then I remember looking up across the room, and this little girl is bawling. <laughs> The first birth she'd ever seen, and so she's just like overcome. Listen, in that moment, she's trying to decide: okay, is this what I want to do with my life, yeah. or was this a little too much? Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe the balling was was you not. You were going to help direct the course of her steps based on your birth story, y'all. The detail that Kate just told that story, in, I have none of that. I am so sorry to tell y'all, I have no. I. I'm so sorry. I don't remember any of that from my children's birth stories. That's hilarious. Bless their hearts. They just need to know they were born. That's all I got for you. (sighs) Well, and amazingly, like the next two, like Lydia was three pushes. Caroline was like two and a half pushes. Like they came so easily. So like I hated being pregnant, but giving birth, I could do that all day long. Like I got good at it. It's like, here we go. <laughs> Not as good as that lady with 10 kids. I'm no. Like, she is like really She's good. The she really She's the queen. She's really good. Okay. Now, did you like being in the hospital or yes. were you? See, I thought I remembered that about you. You like being in the hospital. I, I wanted it. I the full time. How much time did insurance give for me to get to be in the hospital? I'm staying all that time. And you would send your babies away at night, didn't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because um, I didn't nurse the first two. <laughs> So I'm like, you can go to the nursery. I'm sure there's very nice people down there to love on you. I love that. I was way too controlling and anxious to have let them take my baby away. I have no idea what happened to them the first (laughs) night. I don't know. But they brought them back the next day. It was great. That's incredible. You know, I don't think they do that anymore. I think the baby has to room in with the mom. What? What? I really, I really think so. That's my last break before <laughs> I have to have this kid for the rest of my life. Let me have it. Okay, but I nursed Abby, so then I had to have her. Yeah. Or they brought, they bring her to you. Like they would, she would go to the nursery, and then when she was ready to eat, they would bring her back. Oh, okay. No, see, I just kept my. And they babies. would walk in and flip all the lights on and go, oh. "Hey, it's time to eat." Mercy. Yes. Okay. Okay. The only thing I remember. I mean, y'all, we're going to get done with this podcast episode, and I'm going to remember more. But right now, the only thing I remember is that when I had Judd, just like with Kate, they said, we've got some people here. Can they come and watch the birth? And okay. I said, yes. Uh-huh. And I thought they were medical students, and they were high school oh, <laughs> students <laughs> that were taking like one of those medical classes. And there were three of them. No. And they came in and they placed them in such a place where they could see the whole thing go down, which not even the woman giving birth, like, can see what's going down. And I remember looking up going, oh, high schoolers. <laughs> and Greg and I were in student ministry at that point. So it was kind of, like, ironic that it's like, oh, hey, y'all could be in our student ministry. <laughs> and Judd was the biggest baby. So it was pretty exciting, probably. So... How did they do you remember anything about how they handled it? No, like I wish I could go back now and be like, so what did you decide to do with your life after experiencing that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if you're out there today <laughs> like, and you were in counseling, you watched Judd get born. Would <laughs> you reach out to me? I would love to take you to lunch. Oh, uh, you probably remember more about that day than I do. Yeah, really? Yeah, did you ever touch any of their heads when they were coming out? No. <laughs> Nobody even asked if I wanted to. I did on the second, too. It was kind of cool. I'm about to touch him when you hand him to me. I know, but I don't know. But I never wanted, like, to look at a mirror or anything. Like, I don't think I would have recovered from that. No. And I asked Jeremy to not be below the waist. You know, like... For him not to? Yeah, I don't want him down there watching... Just kind of, like, out of the side of your eye you can look. But I don't want you, like, in the direct line of sight... I don't know. I just felt weird about it. I didn't want him fully like down Listen, there. Listen, there are so many places I could go with this conversation <laughs> right now, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay, I'm let's move on. So we've had the babies. We've been in the hospital. I cannot wait to get out of the hospital. I we loved get home. it. Bring me food. Bring me drinks. Change my sheets. I loved it. Amazing. Yeah, I didn't like being them coming in, bopping in at 3 a.m. Get out of here. That's all right. Okay. Take my blood. Yeah, exactly. And then you're getting pricked, you know? it's fine. Okay. And then you get home with the baby. What kind of newborn mom do you think you were? I'm going to give you some categories. I know what I think you were, but (laughs) I'm going to give you some categories. Were you a research read-the-books mom, a schedule mom, a wing-it mom, organic mom, or baby-led mom? I'm going to go with... Wing it. Yes. That's what I, would have made for you. <laughs> I did. You have a plan in place at all? Why do you Why are we planning? I mean, do you did you know like okay they're supposed to eat every two hours or two and a half? No, or- it's so funny when women tell me now that doctors are like, "You need to wake that baby up to feed it." I'm like, "No, you don't. <laughs> that baby will wake up when it's hungry." <laughs> Let it sleep. See, this is a place where, like, you and I are yin and yang. Or I did not keep or- track of wet diapers or dirty diapers. I did not keep track of bottles. We just, what's next? Here we go. Wow. The freedom of that. <laughs> I had, so for the first two, I had paper charts. And if Jeremy was changing a diaper, he was marketed it on the chart. Every time I breastfed, I would have, like, a L. Twenty minutes or fifteen minutes. And then I would switch him the next time. And we were on a two and a half hour schedule. <laughs> were we friends then? We were friends. <laughs> I think we, we met when Caleb was like six months old. How do we manage these differences in our lives? <laughs> no, because, yeah, We are very, very different when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. I see I don't have a good memory, so I don't remember, but I don't, I just am like, oh my gosh. But that for me, it is so stressful to think about winging it. Like for me, that is like, that puts me into the fetal position of like, what? You want me to not know when I'm going to be able to sleep, when I'm going to be able to eat, what to expect every day. Listen, I loved being at home with that baby and just whatever we did, we just did it. But I could sleep when he slept, or we can go take a walk. I love it. I love it. Wow. Us just mean him. Yeah. No, I needed the structure. I needed to know like how, how, and then like goals to work toward. Like, okay, now we've made it. We're three hours between feedings. Okay, now we're three and a half hours. (laughs) No goals. I read all the things. I read one book. Moms. I read one book what before I had a baby. It's called First Time Mom. Okay. And I'll, we'll put it in the show notes. It was the best book I'd ever read because I remember before I had Jake, it said, if after a week you want to take him back to the hospital and give him back, that's normal. Thank and, God for that person. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yes. This is great. And I gave it to all my friends that were having babies. Obviously not you, but... <laughs> Ma'am, I was reading Baby Wise. I was reading What to Expect When You're Expecting. I had a bunch of good books. Those are the only two that are coming to my mind right now. But, yeah. So, I for me, there were so many positives that, but there are for sure dark sides to scheduling because it makes you rigid and kind of controlling. And so, if people want to help with the baby, they need to help in the way you want them to help. Yeah. And a lot of seasoned mamas and grandmamas are not on board with that. They're more like, well, but he seems hungry. I'm like, no, he is not hungry. I just fed that child. Leave him alone. Listen, Grandma Judy just wanted socks on him at all times. Yeah. Socks at all times. Never take the socks off. They had socks on them in the hospital. In the hospital, we put socks on them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What is it? That's a funny thing about grandmas and they socks. They love socks. Yeah. They love it. And moms hate socks because they fall off and we lose them in grocery stores. Oh, and so for we sure. don't want socks. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're a pain. All right, moms. That was part one of our discussion on pregnancy and newborns. We hope you enjoyed hearing our birth stories or at least mine since Rebecca didn't remember anything about hers. Join us next time as we get more into this topic and get very practical about the newborn season.